So here starts day two of the Camino Plodcast, uh, the Camino Portugues from April and May 2019. Day two and I'm leaving uh, Villa do Conde. It's quarter past seven in the morning and I'm heading out along the side of the river again to join the, the coastal path, the um, hopefully boardwalked uh, version of it. A few reflections on yesterday, um, first day out. Some fantastic beaches down that uh, Atlantic coast of Portugal, and I must have walked probably 15 miles of beach and maybe half a dozen people on it at any one time across the whole lot. I'm sure it's busier when it comes to uh, the summertime, but uh, all that beautiful beach with nobody on it, what a shame. Anyway, uh, last night was interesting, didn't get a lot of sleep, the, uh, the room that they put the mattresses down on the floor for uh, us excess pilgrims um, was virtually completely glass, so one, it was next to the road and someone insisted on leaving the door open, so the noise from the road was... Uh, was coming in all night. Plus two, we were at a level with the street lights, two of which were shining in on us. So that was uh, less than uh, less than ideal. <clears throat> but such is life, you know. You've got to take the rough with the smooth. The thing that it does tend to suggest is that there is a huge competition, a little bit like I found when I did the Camino Frances. A huge competition for accommodation and it becomes a rat race so this morning people were up front you know people had obviously set their alarms very considerate isn't it for about half past five maybe earlier in the morning um, and then the usual sort of rush people getting all their kit together and moving out of the uh, Albergue and onto the trail, clearly desperate to get to the next recognised stop so that it can bag some accommodation. And that really, for me, is not what the uh, Camino's about. Um, but again, you know, you've got to take the rough with the smooth. I'm in the fortunate position of really being able to stay where I want to stay you know if truth be known I could kip on a park bench it wouldn't bother me particularly um, I've got probably enough gear to do it don't particularly want to do it at my age but uh, it could happen if needs be so leaving Villa de Conde um, the mist is obscuring just about everything I'm walking out past the uh, boatyard and there is a proper, well, it's obviously a, a, a replica sailing ship from, I don't know, Middle Ages or something, I presume, um, with a high tail and, you know, sailing ship. And it's actually called the Villa do Conde. It's uh, obviously some sort of tourist attraction. Um, lots of nice little boats in the harbour, if the truth be known. But I could do with this mist <laughs> rising, really, so that I can see where I'm going.
I think I'm reasonably safe if I stay with the, the river and the sea on my left, as I did all day yesterday. But uh, we shall see. A couple of guys out rowing. It's really eerie. There's a, a two-man skull rowing through the, uh, the river. You can just see the guys' high-visibility vests and just hear them skidding across the top of the water. Fantastic. That must be great. But uh, I dare say you'd have to keep your eyes peeled. Speak to you later. Well, the guys in the skull um, are now explained. As I walk out a little bit further, a couple of hundred yards on, there's a couple of oars on the side of the jetty, and then opposite there is uh, obviously the rowing club with all the boats on racks outside, which is called the Posto Nautico Club Fluvial Villa Condensi. That's uh, a bit of a mouthful if you're on the phone, I dare say. But uh, clearly rowing is uh, something that they do here. I wonder if it get me uh, quicker to where I'm going to go. Because I have to say, at the minute, the bones are creaking. My uh, knee is giving me some jip. Uh, and despite the assurances of my thousand-mile socks, I do have a little blister on my right foot. And little blisters have a habit of growing into big blisters. So I'll have to keep an eye on that through the day. So I'm now out of Villa del Conde, walking along the footpath at the side of the beach. You may be able to hear the waves. Not so much crashing, but certainly washing on the shore behind me. It's not very lively, the sea today. I can't see an awful lot, though. I can only see about probably 50 yards from where the, the sea meets the sand because of this mist. But if it's anything like yesterday... In about another two or three hours, that mist will have lifted and we'll have clear blue sky. I think the forecast is for, for great weather, <coughs> which is a good thing really because last night, along with competition for beds, there was huge competition for drying space. <laughs> um, and so my smalls are in my backpack, damp. Um, in a plastic bag so I'm hoping that at some stage I'll get somewhere where I can hang up my little washing line my little camping washing line which is very very handy and dry my smalls while I sit by the beach and uh, maybe have a coffee or a drink of water uh, the locals must think we're mad you know they really must I made a lot of mention yesterday of the boardwalks um, and the same situation is going to arise today, although I've not reached the start of the boardwalk yet. I'm still on pavement. They're not just there for the convenience of people. Um, they're actually there as, a, as part of quite a wide raft of arrangements, I think, to protect the coastline. Um, and so, of course, it restricts people to where they can and can't walk through the dunes. Uh, and every now and again, they have these information markers about the local flora and fauna and it's 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 really nice it's really nicely done clearly very well maintained you know i've seen about half a dozen guys this morning in their high visibility suits out on the beach doing little bits and bobs clearing up mending things that sort of thing and it's clearly not the season because there's no one here um but the boardwalks as i say they uh, protect the dunes and create these huge expanses where a lot of the local 
um, flowers can grow. They have these lovely, um, I don't know what you call them, but, but they're, they're very green-leaved, a bit like um, a sedum, I think it is. Uh, so they're, they're, they're luscious and they've got these yellow flowers, a bit like a large dandelion or a daisy. Uh, and purple ones as well, and they're, they're really, really nice. And so they're obviously keen to protect them and keen to protect their habitat. And obviously they, along with their grass, hold the uh, the coastline together. Because um, I think you know coastal erosion here on the Atlantic side is probably going to be quite significant, given the uh, the power of the sea there. They also have huge sea defences in terms of rocks and again there was a, a dig, a big JCB out on one of the long piers yesterday, adjusting the rocks and replacing them um, so they must have heard something about global warming, who would have thought it eh? maybe they've been watching David Attenborough like me I've just passed um, a seaside town called Povoa Varzim I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it in Portuguese. And I'm now into an area uh, which is known as the Maceras. And it's a market gardening area, basically, uh, as far as the eye can see at the moment. But it's it's different in that the, the, uh, the sort of low-lying market gardens uh, form a system of agriculture which is unique in the world, apparently. It's, uh, it's not done anywhere else. So they're like troughs, the Maceras, which have been dug into the sand uh, a couple of hundred yards back from the beach to protect vines and veg from the wind and salt air. And they trap warm air in these troughs, creating a, a microclimate or greenhouse effect. Uh, they're then filled with seaweed and other fertilisers. And very productive they look too. Uh, it's really nice to see a little bit of natural agriculture when you consider uh, a couple of hundred miles further south they're growing stuff in huge um, intensive agriculture establishments Bajo Plastico under, under plastic in places like La Linea on the, uh, the Costa del Sol so it's really nice to see a little bit different I do love a bit of different agriculture well, I'm walking through a little town called Apuja, uh, and the reason I'm doing that is because I've gone off the track I was meant to be on. Uh, the reason I've got off the track is because I've just been talking to uh, a really interesting guy, and this is what happens on the Camino, you just meet really interesting people, and uh, so this guy says hello as I'm going past, turns out he's uh, American, they live in Hawaii, he and his wife. Uh, his name's Alan. His wife's name is Albert. Yeah, I know, Albert. Um, and apparently, uh, her first name was Deborah, but she decided there was far too many Deborahs, so she changed the name to Albert. Just as you would. Um, she's a doctor, he's a, a retired a legal assistant, I, I, I gather. But yeah, we put the world to rights discussing Brexit and Trump, and I'm yet to meet an American who thinks anything of him, I have to say. So anyway, so I've decided to um, head back towards the coast. Um, 
probably only half a mile away. In fact, I think I can see the see the sea now. Um, and then I'm going to stop and have a bite to eat. Made myself a sandwich. Get my washing line out and dry my smalls because, as predicted, the sun has come out in all its glory. There's a beautiful breeze blowing. So as people of my generation would say, oh, it's a good drying day that I get another coloured wash on of them quick. So that's what my next half hour is going to be doing. Doing me washing. Looking forward to it. Speak to you later. So nearly at the end of uh, day two's walking, just exiting Fau and skirting Esposende on my way to the albergue at Marinas. Um, but I'm just walking down the, the right-hand side of the estuary of the river. I think it's the Calzado or, or something like that. I can't quite remember. But there's about half a dozen kite surfers on the water. Now, as you can probably tell from the background noise, it's quite breezy. And they are going for it. Absolutely going for it. Flying all over the place. They must be doing 40 or 50 miles an hour down that uh, that estuary. Always struck me as one of the f- best things to do. Looks like such good fun. And so I tried it on holiday a few years ago. I paid about 300 euros for a load of tuition. And I never got off the water. I never got off my backside really. Um, I'd love to go and have a go at it, but I think age is against me now. They are having such a good time. And you know what? So am I, but in a slightly different way. Well, the day two journal entry reads, 30th of the 4th, 19. Feel like I was awake most of the night. Not sure I've been snoring too much. But street lighting is bright and the road is noisy. Woke about 3.30 and never really got back off again properly. Up about 6 when even the earplugs couldn't hold the noise out. Scrambled two eggs, made a prawn and filly butty and on the road just after 7. Misty morning out of Via de Condo and on to the Sendo Littoral. Didn't stop for coffee till about Santo André then pushed on, meeting Alan and Albert from Hawaii. Missed my turn off for the beach, so left them at Apulia to go west to Apulia Beach, where I had my butty, tried some smalls and got my feet out. I should just explain that. One of the most important things to do on a Camino is to, um, what we call, free the Camino 10. So get your toes out, take your socks off, dry your socks and dry your feet before you crack on. It goes on. Missed the turn for foul, so put an extra 2k or so on to Esposende. Pushed through to Marinas, Municipal Albergue, cold shower, again, exclamation mark, none booked in, and a couple with a baby. It goes on, Alex from Germany, who I met at lunch, has got into this albergue, but they were turning people away just after five. Went for a beer with South African Simon, then bought a bottle of wine and wrote my notes. Small, still not dry, dash, on the maiden, dash, Think someone's had my towel and left me theirs and nicked some of my safety pins again exclamation mark that's a reference to a previous Camino going out for a scoff with Simon at seven to a place down the road lots of pressure on accommodation looking at the map may try and stop at a hotel in Darake depending next few stages are quite long on the coastal 
Francestino for tea. Very filling. Portuguese bango, banjo sandwich. Oh, and it was. Then back drinking with the Russians. Dash off their heads. Oh, and they were. They were. I'll make reference to them later on. Not too bad a night with the non on top. She was in the bunk above me, if anyone wants to know. It is a first, me sleeping with a, with a nun, but she was in the bunk on top. Woke up a few times, but otherwise okay. Up at about 06.15 and on the road. A bit later. And that's the end of the journal entry for that day. <laughs>